Hey friends, welcome to the Make Life Matter podcast. I'm your host, Angela Donatio, Bible teacher, author, and adventure junkie. Join me each week for compelling conversations with leading voices that encourage us to ground our worth in the word instead of the narrative of the world. Together, we'll discover miracles in life's messy moments and make our lives matter no matter what. Here's this week's episode. Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. Are you ready to gear up for the new year? Well, today's guest, Dr. Elisa Lachelle Harney, is a global speaker, a marketing and business strategist, an author, and founder of the Purpose Positioning Institute. Dr. E uses information, instruction, and impartation to help today's leaders increase their presence, their platform, their performance, and their profit. Dr. E is going to share today her shift strategy, which is her personal methodology that she uses to help herself and others progress in purpose. Everyone can use that here as we start a new year. We're going to get out of park, reverse and neutral and shift into drive as we progress into our purpose. Welcome, Dr. E. I'm so honored to have you here on the Make Life Matter podcast. Oh, my friend, I'm so excited to be here and just excited to share and just to be with you just out here helping people make their life matter. Thank you so much. We met at a conference last year. It was an instant connection and I have followed you ever since. Been so grateful for your voice in our generation. And you have really taken your last 12 years of entrepreneurship, over 23 years of working in ministry. You don't look a day over 23. So I don't Thank know. You. I have a 24 year old, so oh, I'll take that. Maybe you started at age three or something, but <laughs> you know, yeah, I've seen the pictures of your beautiful um, uh, child and mom. You look just like your mom. I saw a picture mm-hmm. of that as well. Oh my goodness. Beautiful, beautiful. But you've really compiled all of this experience you've had in entrepreneurship entrepreneurship, your ministry, and the last four years of operating as a business strategist, a speaker, and a coach. So you've taken all this together. You've developed these premium programs that empower, equip, and educate people personally, professionally, and prophetically, which I love your intersection, Dr. E, of not only business strategy, but prophetic impartation. So for people who might be new to you, share a little bit about your story and how you're making your life matter for the kingdom. Oh, absolutely. So my grandfather was an apostle and uh, he began traveling uh, Georgia, Florida and Alabama, and he began ministering to people. And everywhere he went, he would create these movements. He started off with like a tent. And before he would leave, people's lives were so uh, transformed that they were like, find us somewhere to go. We don't want to leave this momentum. And he ended up building churches all over. And so he was always doing outreach. And I remember growing up in ministry. And I'll be honest, I grew up in ministry, grew up in fivefold, grew up with gifts and all of this, and then grew tired of it. I just, I saw a lot of um, things that were just not consistent. I think a lot of the times we don't understand sometimes, depending on how we were brought up, there's a really thin line between tradition, religion, spirituality, relationship. And I think somewhere along the line, I got disgruntled and discontent uh, with the inconsistency that I would 
would see. Um, and I don't think it was purposefully. I just think because, you know, at some, uh, the, sometimes we begin to project perfection and we don't realize a lot of the times we put this insurmountable um, amount of obligation on the people to be perfect and to never mess up and then go into this place where you feel like you have to hide and, and, and project. And I remember going off to college and messing up and coming back home thinking my life is a wreck. I want no parts of anything and mm-hmm. being in a bad marriage. And, you know, and I appreciate the age difference, you know, uh, talking about my age difference because I'm in my mid 40s. And I'm grateful that I don't look like what I've been through, but I remember finding myself divorced and with these kids and just really feeling as though my life did not matter and that I had missed my moment. And I was like, I missed, I missed my turn and I can't, I will never be able to recapture or recoup or recalibrate and, uh, and be who I'm supposed to be and even reposition and be who I was supposed to be. And I remember going through life and and I re, I would do different things with with church and with nonprofits and ministries and I started working for one of the largest nonprofits in the world and I started noticing that I was able to p- produce strategies and systems and and I was thinking well how does that matter how how will that match because it's not in the church is this okay for me to prosper if it's not in the church you know how does that mm-hmm. even work and so I remember just having to go along until I figured out a formula and I noticed that we we can be kingdom people and we can focus on the relationship that we have with God, but also that the relationship that he has with us, with the gifts he's put inside of us, and we can prosper and we can profit. And so that's what I'm here to do is help us be prosperous and profitable at the same time. My whole um, objective and assignment is to get people into alignment with their kingdom assignment. And I call it purpose positioning. And that's what I do. Get us positioned to prosper in our purpose. Mm. So let's stay there for just one second, because you have been through a lot. You just kind of touched on a few points. We could even spend a whole conversation just on one of those. But for someone who's listening, they're starting a brand new year. Maybe they are feeling like they're coming back from a situation. They Maybe they feel like there's been a failure there, or they just feel a sense of loss. Um, something didn't turn out the way they expected. It could be any number of those things that you just kind of touched on. What is one step that you took in that season that looked bleak for a moment What is one step that you took that you would encourage our listeners if they're feeling some of that right now? You know, it's really funny, but one of the things I had to do was promote my perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I was looking too low and I, I think when the eyes of our understanding are enlightened, we began to s- notice that we're seeing ourselves through a filter of fear, which I was doing a filter of failure. I was seeing myself through a filter of fatigue and even a filter of filth because we feel like when we mess up, we're dirty and we're damaged and we're no good. Um, but when I, when my eyes started becoming open, I started realizing that I needed to promote my perspective everywhere in the Bible. Um, we saw the Lord and he was high and lifted up. And every time we see anything about the Lord, every time he talks about us, um, he talks about being high. And he talks, you know, when the blind man was, was, when Jesus was dealing with the blind man, after he said, look up, he said, look, I'm going to watch you. I look up. And I thought I need to promote my perspective. And as soon as I began to see myself higher, I started noticing that I could shift. I started noticing that I could 
get out of this place of neutrality and I could get out of this, this place of passivity and I could actually push towards my purpose. Mm, that's so good because what we believe is what we end up acting on. Absolutely. Right. Our beliefs are so critical. They're so crucial. They have to be number one in alignment with the word of God. Like you were saying earlier about aligning with our assignment first, what does the word of God say about us? And so if we're living in that spiritual poverty below what God says about us, we're already not going to be operating in the fullness of our potential. And then our thoughts, are they in alignment with what God says, especially when something hasn't transpired the way that we thought, then all of a sudden that mind battle becomes almost overwhelming and you add in loss or all that we've dealt with in the last two years. And it can be hard to start. It can be hard to kickstart a a stalled situation. I know for me personally, Dr. E, just feeling like the last two years, it's been hard to know how to plan or hope, or, you know, you, you put something in place and then it shifts again and shifts again. And that can be very wearying on people and on our hearts and our minds. So that's why right here at the beginning of the year, I wanted to have you on because I know that you are someone who yourself models. Listen, we have agency over our thought life. We have agency over how we think and how we're going to choose to believe. And you have developed this strategy, this shift strategy, and you're going to take us through that today. I'm so excited to learn and implement it in my own life. So as we launch in this new year, we all want to progress in purpose, no matter how no matter who we are. I know that all of us are desiring to, to progress in purpose this year. So what is the shift strategy? Walkers, I know you, you talk in acronyms. It's going to be amazing. So everybody <laughs> lean in, get your pen and paper if you got it ready. And let's get in the, the classroom with Dr. E. But talk us through this shift strategy and how it's going to improve our lives this year. Absolutely. And just like you were saying, a lot of the times as we're shifting into this new year, um, we don't understand. I, I look at our lives as vehicles, right? Um, and we're all trying to get to our destiny destination. And so we're on this journey towards life. But what people don't tell us is that we get in a car sometimes and we are stuck in neutral. We're just like, you know, I don't feel anything, especially when the things that have happened over the past years have desensitized you, not because you're not a good person, but because you're saying I'm tired of feeling overwhelmed exhausted, angry, sad. Um, and, and, and so we get to this place sometimes where we numb our emotions um, and we don't realize it puts us in a place of neutrality. And then sometimes we can regress. We're in reverse. We're going back to, to places that were not necessarily happy places, but they were familiar. And so we go backwards and we're just like, you know what, I'm just going to keep going backwards because it's where I was. I might as well be there. Or we go and park and we say, you know, I'm, I'm not doing anything. I don't care. Whichever way the wind blows, I'm just I'm just going to sit here because I don't know how to move forward. So I developed this shift strategy um, because I think it's appropriate this year for us to know how to move. And one of the things that we have to understand in the natural that if you have a vehicle, it doesn't matter how well oiled the engine is. It doesn't matter how new the tires are. If you don't know how to work the gears, you're not going anywhere. And so I realized that instead of allowing life to shift us, we need it to shift life, right? And so the acronym is simple. The S is for sever. Now, when we think about sever, we immediately start thinking about cutting things off, 
cutting people off. That's not necessarily what I mean. When I say sever, I'm talking about being intentional about getting rid of unauthorized access. A lot of the times we have unauthorized, we've given people unauthorized access into our emotions, into our decisions, into our atmosphere. We've given the enemy unauthorized access into our spirits. And so fear is living there and doubt is living there and, and all of these things that have unauthorized access. And so I had to learn how to sever. I needed to be able to sever access. You won't get access to my joy. You won't get access to my peace. You won't get access to my children. You won't get access to my business. And so the S is for sever. We've got to take out our spiritual shears and we've got to begin to snip, snip. And we've got to begin to say, no, I will not go into 2022 carrying this oppression. I will not go into 2022 carrying these things that have unauthorized access to be here. Did God give me the spirit of fear? No, then it has unauthorized access. So I sever. The H in shift is for halt. Now we understand that there are four risk states that we can be in emotionally. And when we are in these four areas, they cause us to sometimes get out of character or stay in park or neutral or go backwards. And so halt, we simply think about when we're hungry. And so when I think about hungry, I mean, sometimes we can be hungry for attention. We can be hungry for somebody's affirmation or validation. We can be hungry for somebody to give us a pat on the back. And so we have to be very aware. I call this internal inventory of places where we're hungry, places where we feel malnourished because it opens the door for the enemy, places where we're angry, where we're feeling like this is not fair because that opens the door for the enemy. When we think about the ill, the lonely, when we get in a place where we feel ostracized and rejected and abandoned, and then the T tired, when we just feel exhausted, emotionally exhausted, we have decision fatigue. That H means halt, stop for a moment and do the internal inventory necessary to be able to place yourself. Where am I right here? Where am I at this moment? Because I don't need to go anywhere else until I, I, I um, begin to locate myself because that's how I know what to pray through. That's what I know how to pray for. Um, the I is interrupt. And so sometimes when we think about cycles, a lot of the times we're thinking about breaking cycles, but the truth of a cycle is circles never stop. What you have to learn how to do is interrupt a cycle. You interrupt cycles of poverty. You interrupt cycles of discontentment. You interrupt cycles that I call inertia, where there's motion, but there's no movement. You feel like you're going around and around. I get up, I eat, I take care of my family. I watch TV. I go to work. I go to church. I go to bed. I start back over. That's a cycle of inertia. We learn to interrupt those cycles and say, wait a minute, today I'm going to do something different. Today I'm going to praise instead of just worry. Today I'm going to move forward instead of sit back in complacency. Today I'm going to fight instead of just be fearful. And so we interrupt cycles, whatever it is that have, if I've gotten into a cycle of depression, if I've gotten into a cycle of oppression, whatever cycle I've gotten into that has no, no movement, it's just motion, I'm going to interrupt those cycles. The and this is really important, is for filter. Um, there's a difference. I've said this before. When we think about a filter, we're thinking about um, usually water filters. We're thinking about water supposed to flow, but there's a filter. Um, the Bible, and I always say this, there's a difference between what flows out of your belly and what flows from your heart, right? Out of our belly is supposed to flow rivers of living water, but the Bible is very intentional about saying out of our issues, if we don't keep our heart with, all, with diligence, issues will flow out of it. And so we need a filter so that we can filter out 
about issues. We need a filter because we need a gauge. We need to be able to know what's flowing in my emotions today. What's flowing in my mindset today? Because I need to make sure that I filter out. Wait a minute. I feel some resentment that needs to be filtered out. I feel anxiety that may need to be filtered out. I feel some dissension that needs to be filtered out. And so I have to filter through things. Keep your heart with all diligence means you need to gauge it. You need to filter it. You need to figure out what's coming into it and what's coming out of it. Your actions need to be filtered. Your moods need to be filtered. Even your intentions need to be filtered. And then the T lastly is for transform. Um, um, we, we understand that the Bible says be transformed, right? We have to understand that that was not, um, he was He was not uh, giving us a request. That was he, that was a declarative. This is, this is something I want you to do. It's a statement of intentionality. Be transformed. And a lot of the times, because we've gotten so used to those cycles of inertia, because we've gotten comfortable with complacency, because we've we've lived in this facade of familiarity, we don't understand that we can transform. And so one of the chants I've always said to myself and to others, I give myself permission to transition. It's okay to shift from one area to the other. I give myself permission to transition. And I'm transformed because my mind is renewed. I see myself higher. I'm thinking about myself in a different place. I understand that thanks be unto God who gives me the power to obtain wealth. So I can launch that podcast. I can write that book. I can develop that product. And so I give myself permission to transition to say, you know what? I've been in park. I know everybody's used to me being in park, but I'm going to do something different. I'm going to make my life matter. I understand that I've been going backwards for a while, but I give myself permission to transition. We're shifting gears. And this is how we're going to make our lives matter. We'll get right back to this week's episode. I want to help you make life matter with some free resources at AngelaDenadio.com. You'll also find my books, albums, and ways to connect. While you're there, join my online community and be the first to hear exciting updates. Mm, Doctor, that was so great. I was taking notes, so many notes. So sever... And I love the way you reframed even that word, halt, such great truth there, interrupt, I want to come back to that, filter and transform. So maybe you're listening in the car or you can't jot that down, but later go back, what great thoughts. And we could just literally stay on one of those. And this is probably a a progression. And then you might have to go back and do it again with a new habit or a new thought or a new way of doing things until we can get that in in a greater alignment, shift that, promote that perspective. I like the way you said that. So let's talk about this inertia. You talked about we could have movement, but no motion. What is a sign that that is happening for us? I know sometimes we just say, oh, I'm so busy, but is there productivity happening? Is it fulfillment? Is it your God-given purpose? Is it assignment? So speak to someone who's hearing that going, wait a minute, how do I, how can I discern if there is movement, but no motion? So good. So inertia, um, actually we can flip it. It's motion, uh, but no movement. So motion, motion is, but if no I see, movement. yeah. So mm-hmm. if we think about like, um, if we think about a hamster on a wheel, right? They're in a cycle of inertia. There is, they see the, mo- they, listen, they are going at it. We see them and we see that they're going through the motions. It looks like they're running, but they're running in place. I don't see them getting any closer to somewhere because they haven't put a, picked the destination. They haven't implemented 
implemented metrics. And so a lot of the times, the reason we don't recognize that we're in cycles of inertia is because we have not sat down and said, I need to be intentional about what my activities are. Where do I want to be in this many months? How do I want to accomplish this? When am I going to launch it? I tell people all the time, and it sounds a little tough, but when people say, oh, Dr. E, one day I want to do this, I say to them, one is not a day. Monday is a day, Wednesday is a day, Sunday is a day, but one is not a day. That keeps us in inertia. We're just saying, oh, one day I'm going to do this. One day I'm going to write the book. But the way you get out of you recognize your inertia is you never place any kind of responsibility and accountability on anything. You're keeping things, and I call it the atmosphere of ambiguity. And so you're staying in this atmosphere of ambiguity where you're not setting anything. You don't want to be locked in. Oh, I don't, and we try to make it spiritual. Oh, whichever way God leads me at that time. But the Bible says that God is a God of order and God is a God of structure. And if we look at the Bible, God is a master strategist. He had a formula, seven days, we're going to do this. Six of them, I'm going to work, one I'm going to risk. And he counted down. The Bible says, seeing the ending of the thing, he began with the end in mind. We thought that was Stephen Covey, but God is a master strategist and he had metrics. The Bible says often, and when the fullness of time had come, which means he put metrics on our momentum. And that's really good. We have to understand that you have to put metrics on your momentum momentum or else you'll be stuck in a cycle. And when he comes and says, well, what did you do with what I gave you? You won't be able to have an answer because you've lived in the atmosphere of ambiguity. And so that takes discipline and direction and deliberation for us to be able to get out of that cycle of inertia and move towards our purpose. Mm, That's so good. I would imagine too, doctor, you would take accountability because sometimes we all have blind spots. We may not see them. We may not see why we're just moving, but there's no actual motion happening or we're getting stuck. Or then if we don't put metrics to it, then we can, oh, well, it didn't happen. Or we can blame shift or not take you know responsibility for it. So where is accountability as a part of this? If someone is like, that's me, she's describing me right now. And I, I feel like I'm just kind of stuck in this cycle. What's the first thing you would tell them to do right now? So I think a lot of the times, and this is, I I think we have to realize that God gives us people. The Bible talks about us. We are the extension of him. We have this treasure, right? In these earthen vessels, his excellency is shown through what we're able to do. And so a lot of the times it requires us to be connected with people, whether that's in a mentorship, whether we're being coached by someone, whether we are in an accountability group, whether we are at church, whatever we're doing, we need to be in a place where we answer to someone other than ourselves. It's easy to say, well, I'm just answering to God because if we, I say this all of the time, dysfunction distorts discernment. And sometimes if you have an area of dysfunction in your life, you won't rightly divide the word of truth. You'll think that's God telling you to stay or go. And it might not be. You need somebody that can say, hey, that doesn't line up with the word. Or I think you're being a little emotional about that. Or let's take a step back. And so I believe it means connecting with someone. And preferably, if this might sound a little funny, somebody that you're not that familiar with. Because a lot of the times people will pacify what needs to be purged. And, and, and so we have to get ourselves in a, in a place where we're with somebody who we trust, who are, are God driven, who know the Bible, who walks in principle and doctrine, but who can lead us towards truth. That's so good. And we have to be willing to be teachable, right? Yes. To let people to speak into our life find a seasoned leader who's been where you want to to go. It can be a pastor. It can be a friend, a mentor. And I know Dr. E that you provide coaching, you provide programs. So I know as people are listening, they're going to want to connect with you. They're going to want to find out more about your resources because she's just giving us a little tiny taste of all that she offers. So 
walk us through some ways people can either connect with you or connect with your resources. Sure. So anybody can find me on DrAlisaHarney.com. And um, I'm all over social media, LinkedIn and Facebook, Instagram, I have a YouTube channel. Um, I do live pop-ups. Uh, the other night I did a prophetic pop-up about is your heart under attack? And you can go to YouTube and watch any of those pop-ups. They get really prophetic. But I love teaching principles and strategy. Um, I'm getting ready just now to reopen my mentorship. I have a mentorship for women called The Hideout. And it's for women who need a timeout. And it's a safe place to speak. It gives you a responsible way to release. We cover everything from relationships to business to our emotional wellness and wholeness. Um, there are prophetic activations that we do and we're just able to release things. And so we're getting ready to just now open that back up. You will be able to go to DrAlisaHarney.com. Um, and if you are in business or entrepreneurship and you need a place to go and brainstorm and to vent and to vet and get coaching, um, I have a group coaching that I just opened up called the breakthrough amplifier. And so if you want to accelerate breakthrough in the areas of finance or business or ministry, we're going to be meeting there for coaching for 12 weeks. And I'm going to be giving practical uh, protocol uh, for progression and purpose and profitability because we're Mm -hmm. supposed to be able to profit too. And so any, any of those areas, uh, people can get into my executive coaching program. They can apply for that there at drrelisaharney.com. But I am chock full of resources and I have some amazing live events. Um, that will be showing up sometime this year as well. So stay connected. I love it. There's so much there, guys. Go to DrAliciaHarney.com and I follow her on Instagram. So, so much rich content that she's just releasing even for free there, as well as being a part of these new programs launching for the new year. Invest in yourself. I mean, now is the time to shift these strategies, these thought progresses. We can't necessarily change what's going on around us. We can feel helpless. We can feel, as you said, overwhelmed or things can seem out of control, but we can center ourselves we can be intentional. We have agency over those things. So we don't want to just, as you said, either you shift it or it gets shifted for you. So now is the time for you to take a hold of it and say, listen, I'm going to be in control of where my thoughts are going, how I'm choosing to move forward. Maybe areas I've been stuck. I haven't even been self-aware that these are these repetitive patterns. This is the great time, the start of a new year to launch into something new. So Dr. E, I'm so grateful for your voice. I'm so thankful God connected us and we had a chance to meet and now for you to share such powerful prophetic insights. And uh, this is just the tip of the iceberg. So guys, be sure that you connect with her on these social media handles, but also in what she's offering. And and she's going to pray over us in just a moment. So you're not going to want to miss that. But I love to ask every guest this. And so I'm so curious, Dr. E, to know what this person is for you. But other than Jesus, what person in the Bible has most inspired you to make life matter? It could be someone you can't wait to meet in heaven or a question that you want to ask, or just someone that when you read about this person, it really stirs you up. You know, uh, I have two, but I'll give you my favorite. Um, it, it's, it has to be David. Mm-hmm. And, but maybe for not the reasons why people think of it. Um, I love this. I think one of the things that I love about David is that um, even after David was anointed, he went back out to the pasture mm-hmm. and he still had to figure out how to marry his next in his now. And, and if I had asked him something, it would be about how did you receive the news of here is my next, my best 
destiny is kingship, but I'm still out here being ostracized by my family and tending sheep. And I love the fact that David, even though he got out of the pasture into the palace, it didn't prevent his proclivities. He still went in and he had issues and he still had to work himself through. And yet God still said, but he still has my heart. And so that heart that David has, I think for anybody that is deemed the man after God's own heart, if I can't talk to him, I at least need to talk to the person who has his heart. And so that's that's so good. And I love that tension we have to hold between the next and the now, right? God has spoken something to you. Maybe you've, you've been dreaming about something or you've heard his heart and yet you go right back to what you've always been doing. And that can feel like a very frustrating place if we don't trust God's heart in the middle of it. And so he is a wonderful example in that waiting on God, believing him for the next and the now. So thank you so much, Dr. E. And before you pray over us, I want to read today's truth that matters. And as I was processing what I felt like Dr. E was going to share with us today, the Lord led me to Isaiah 43 verses 18 through 21. Believes this is a word for someone today. Remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert, for I will give water in the wilderness, rivers in the desert, to give drink to my chosen people, the people who I formed for myself. There's so much in that passage, but to say, listen, look at what God is doing. Don't just hang on to these old things. They're not serving anymore. What needs to be severed? What needs to be shifted? Where do you need to halt? Where do you need to let God transform your perspective so that he can bring forth waters, even in a desert, you're going to be the refreshing place for someone this year, places that you have felt dry. God's going to water so that people can come and now glean from you that you've moved into a new position and a new place. And people are going to see it. Don't you think Dr. E, when we move out of those places of, of just wilderness thinking, right. And mindsets. It, maybe not everyone cheers us on, and that's a conversation for another day, but people will begin to see the anointing on your life has shifted and the way God is using you has shifted because you've allowed him to have full access. Just like we said, we sever people who should not have access. Let's let God have direct, full access into our mm-hmm. hearts and our minds, because when he does, you can be just like David. Look at the Psalms. He was totally open completely open with God. He didn't hide anything. He didn't try to protect, project some false persona. He just said, God, this is what I'm feeling. God honored his honesty. So let's start with being honest with God this year, self-aware, aligned with his heart, and then know that he's going to do something amazing through it. So thank you, Dr. E, for what you've imparted to us in this time together. I know this is going to bless so many people. Share it with people that you know need to shift and progress into purpose in this brand new year. So Dr. E, thank you so much. And would you pray over our listening audience as we close our time together today? Absolutely. Thank you for stepping out. You shifted. And I just, I loved even seeing you just have stepped out and shifted. I've seen you, you know, even sever fear and doubt and just walk out and say, you know what, I'm going to be who God's called me to be. And I'm seeing the fruit of it. So I'm just so proud and just so honored to be a part of even seeing this transformation. And so thank you for having me. Um, I'm going to pray over you all. And, but I want to teach you something as well. If you want to see miracle manifestations in your life, one of the things that the Bible says, 
says this, God is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. If he spoke it, he'll do it. And if he said it, he'll bring it to pass. If you want to begin seeing things manifest in your life, pray the word of the Lord. And Angela, you shared a scripture so amazing. I'm going to pray the scripture. And I want to tell you all, this is actually a strategy because as a prophet, I teach people, you know, how to operate in the prophetic, how to be more proficient in the prophetic. And one of the ways you do that is by praying the word. And so I'm going to, as I pray for you, teach you how to pray the word. And so it it guarantees you that you're going to see manifestation. So Father, we thank you today that we remember not the former things. We thank you that you are erasing our past and that you are renewing our mind. We thank you that we don't even consider the things that are old. We thank you that you've renewed our minds and that we're being transformed because our minds are being renewed. Father, we thank you that we're excited because you are doing a new thing. So Father, now we praise you for the new thing that you are doing. We receive new. We thank you that all things are passed away and everything is becoming new. New mindsets, new ministries. We thank you for new relationships. We thank you uh, for for new for new fire even in our lives. We thank you that we can perceive it, that the eyes of our understanding are enlightened. We thank you, God, that you make a way in the wilderness, that every place where we thought was desolate, every place that we thought we were destined to die, we thank you that you are making not just a way in the wilderness, but that waters are coming in the desert. And so we thank you for water springing up in every dry place in our life, every place of wilderness, you are sending water and rivers. And so we prophesy water and rivers. May the rivers of living water flow. May the rivers of living water flow. And thank you for giving drink to your chosen people. And Father, because we know that we are chosen, we know that you're giving it for us to drink. And so Father, now we drink joy. We drink peace. We drink happiness. We drink fulfillment. And we thank you that you have called us into new. In Jesus' name, we declare new. Amen. Thanks for joining the conversation. If you've been inspired to make life matter, share a review and subscribe at cpnshows.com or anywhere you listen to podcasts so you don't miss an episode. Connect with me at angeladonadio.com, Facebook at Angela Donadio VOV, and Instagram at Angela Donadio. Until next week, let's make life matter.